Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast reminding you change happens to you, but your transformation is a choice to let go of what holds you back and lean in toward Jesus, learning to live the way he has designed you to live. Each week you'll hear stories or interviews with other women learning how they've navigated their journey of transformation, finding the through line of their life, and learning to let go of their self-limiting beliefs and to live life wholeheartedly and authentic. Let's listen in. Well, welcome once again to Let Go Lean In podcast. Today, I am thrilled to get to bring back one of my earlier guests, who is a dear friend and prayer partner, Kathy Hamilton. Kathy, welcome back to Let Go Lean In. Thank you, Lisa. I'm thrilled to be here. I I am thrilled to have you here because of the shift and redirection that I really have sensed from the Lord to have you get to have this conversation and these, uh, you know, clarifying questions and things. I'm really excited for each of the listeners to just be inspired. And so to really introduce you, I want to read your bio and then we'll get rolling. Okay. Yep. All right. So folks, Kathy Hamilton was born and raised in Texas. I just love that line right off the bat. And if you hear me start speaking like a Texan, it's because my roots are in Texas. So there we go. This is what happens when I get together with Kathy. All right. Back to the bio. After marrying Joe in 1976, they moved many times, including Singapore and Hong Kong, where they learned to integrate into a whole different culture. It was exciting and daunting. Kathy has enjoyed being in leadership at Bible Study Fellowship and Forward Women. Kathy has served on the Agent Leadership Council in her top producing brokerage, Keller Williams Southlake, for the last six years, maybe seven now. Anyway, Kathy is a productivity coach and has seen great success with her clients. She loves to speak encouragement to people. In fact, one of her friends named her the CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. It's her favorite title. I love it. It is my favorite title. I love it. I'm a very good cheerleader. <laughs> That's, I don't think there's a better job, actually. I love that. So Joe and Kathy also enjoy going out to their condo at a nearby lake for boating and fishing as often as possible. And Kathy, again, I'm just so thrilled that you're making time to have this conversation and encourage our listeners with what God's been doing in you and through you, because that we all need to be reminded, right? Yes, we do. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting times. All right. So I would love to hear uh, when you, you know, in all the the course of life, if you can remember when you first considered doing the work that you were doing now. Well, first, just let me tell you. So Joe and I work as realtors together. So we work, we work side by side um, every day. I never, I never thought of myself having a career. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. I didn't go to college. Um, and I, so I just, I just did jobs. I didn't have a career. 
But when we moved back from Singapore, we I needed a I needed a job. So I took a job as an admin at a real estate station, at a real estate company, a little boutique boutique agency. And Joe got his real estate license and he started doing so good. He goes, you're nuts. You need to get your license and come join me and sell real estate. And that that is how I got into real estate. Okay. And that was in 1999. So after 20 years of marriage and living in other countries, you picked this up. And in 1999, fast forward another 30 years, you've been working in real estate. And how, how was, um, this is just a question that popped into my head, but how do you and Joe work together so well side by side and you're married so many people that doesn't happen you know (laughs) well I always tell people it's a refining process (laughs) because you know I would I I want everything I want to do everything my way Mm. no and that's not it's the same in marriage you know, you have that, you have that person. I, I always want my way. Yeah. And the other person has an opinion too, but we learned, we learned it. It was a learned skill. We made the decision. We're better together. Mm. We're stronger together. We're better business people together. We're better realtors together. We're, you're, we're just stronger and we have so much more capacity with two people working together mm. than two people betting heads. Mm. That's, that's wisdom right there. Boy, I love that. Well, so in this time, you know, you and I have met, gosh, five years ago. And in all of this time of, of selling real estate and being a part of the brokerage and then Joe becoming a broker himself and all of this. I know many of our conversations have been around something else in your life. And, and just, I'm wondering if you can um, describe a moment that you realize that there, there was something else besides the work that has kept you so busy basically. (laughs) I've always loved, I have always loved women's ministry. Mm. I've always, I've loved working with women. I love encouraging women. And, um, but during the pandemic, we were, we, we only worked. So let's just Mm. look back the last two Mm. years. We only worked. And we didn't go to church because we needed to stay healthy. And we we were just frankly a little concerned Mm -hmm. to be in a closed up room with other people singing. And um, boy, I so missed it, though. I so missed it. But now that we've gone back to church and and reestablished some relationships with people Mm -hmm. and it's almost like starting over again. And I realized how much time, effort, energy, emotion that I had invested in work instead of investing, continuing to invest in relationships. Mm. 
even even those people closest to us. I mean, we still saw our family, but there's just such a spirit of isolation. Yeah. And and I I just came to the awakening or a realization that I had let a lot of my very best relationships go by the wayside. Mm. And I, from living from a spirit of fear that I thought I have to work. I have to work in case everything falls apart. I have to work. I have to work. And I think now I realize the price I paid Mm -hmm. for that, even with the people that I love the most and I'm closest to. So I just decided with that realization and that awareness that I wanted to make some changes. Mm. So that leads me to a question that's not really on our uh, list of questions, but so what kind of changes have you made? I mean, this is, this is not a very long time ago that you started coming back to church. Well, number one, Joe, Joe started having the desire to retire Mm. and to cut back. And I, I was very resistant to that because again, that fear factor, well, how are we going to make it? (laughs) If, if we retire, how are we going to make it? Right. The truth of the matter is we have plenty and God is always going to provide for us, you know, but we do not have to, to continue to work at the breakneck speed Mm. that we were the, the 40 to 60 hours a week kind of working maybe even 80 hours a week that we worked for the last five years. So, but giving that up is a conscious decision. Mm. So I, I read atomic habits. So I decided in my brain, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to make a very small adjustment to my time and my schedule. And it was easy. I decided I would go to the morning women's Bible study. Oh, yeah. I'm a lot fresher. I'm a, I have a, a lot more to give in the morning times than I do in the evening after I've basically given out almost everything that I have to my sure. clients and to the agents in our office that we help. So um, that was that was actually the very first small adjustment that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my activities. And the other adjustment I've made is in my attitude oh. is, is just truly trusting that God is going to take care of us mm. and that it's okay. It is okay. It's okay to tell one of my good clients, my team member can help you. I don't have to help everybody. Right. Even though I want to a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> no, then that's a control issue. <laughs> well, you know, you might do it better, right? There's well, the, of course I would do it better. <laughs> the story that we tell ourselves. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Well, those two adjustments have helped you kind of see all of your time and your schedule differently. It sounds like. Yes. So yeah. is that you know, I, I like to like give a listener a, a takeaway. Is that an action step or is there another action step that you would recommend to help people be aware 
that, you know, like you came to this awareness that you neglected relationships. So what, what would you say to the listener who's like, well, that's good for her, but my life is way too full or whatever. What, what would you say to them? If somebody told me my life is way too full, I would say, take a step back and listen to the people that love you. Mm. Your very closest relationships. If your husband, your significant other, your kid says, I feel like you're too busy for me. Mm. You're putting me on the back burner. That to me, that's a big red flag. And that's what happened to me. Uh. Basically, my loved one said, you're, you are in not so many words, right. but just an attitude that um, I don't, I, I don't appreciate you putting me on the back burner. Mm. and distancing in in using using work as an excuse because work can become an excuse for distancing for not investing the time and energy as a nine mm. i don't have i you know i perceive that i don't have that much energy i need to <laughs> i need to make sure that i focus my yeah. limited amount of energy on what i want to do yeah and so I think this, this realization that I've made makes me really look at, okay, I made an inventory. These are the things that I use my time doing. And, and, I, de- and I had to choose what is the best use of my time now mm. that I want to invest more time in relationships rather than the work part. One thing that I, so I started going to morning Bible study. That's for me, my spiritual, right. for my work part, I, I handed off a program that I was in charge of at work oh. to the person that I had raised up to be a co-leader with me. Okay. I just said, okay, it's time. I'm handing this off to you. But let me tell you, it has been so hard to totally take my hands off of that. Mm, It's very difficult. Yeah. Letting go is not easy. That's right. To, to that point. Yeah. So, so you handed that off and yet you sense that, that difficulty, but I think you're still telling more about your inventory. I want to, I want to hear more about that. before. The other part of my inventory is that, um, I decided, well, if I want to continue, if I want to reestablish the relationships that I had with other women and have friends, you know, I have like a gazillion acquaintances. Mm. I mean, everybody knows me. They're, they, you know, they feel like they're my friend, but I've had very few friends. I mean, we're talking heart friends, deep, deep relationship friends. Mm And acquaintances are wonderful and you can speak into their life and, and enjoy them and do fun things. But I'm very guarded with the people that I let in to be my heart friends. Yeah. There's wisdom in that. You know, Jesus modeled that for us. Mm-hmm. And, True. and so we follow him and, and we see he had 
close relationships and even closer, but then he had, you know, the multitude was way out here and people knew him that way. And the closer people got to him, the fewer of those that there were. So yeah, that makes good sense. But to your point of this inventory and being intentional about developing relationships, have have you uh, like reached out to people? How are, how is that different for you? Well, I started accepting lunch dates. You know how people, you always do things. You always say, oh, let's do coffee. Let's do lunch. But I became, I have become more intentional about, I have a friend that we have, actually prayed for our business. We used to pray every morning. Now we do about once or twice a week to pray for our business for like 10 years. I mean, a really, really, really long time. And um, she goes, you know, we pray and we pray, but we never actually, we pray on the phone. And so we never actually see each other much. And she said, we should do lunch. And I said, at that point, I said, okay, Kathy, you make the decision here. And I just opened up my phone and I said, okay, are you available Thursday to, to have lunch? And, and she said, yeah. So we made the date right then and there. But if you think about it and think, I'll get to that, mm. then no. But the other big thing I've done too that was really convicted about was making white space in my life. Say more about that, what white space. Well, if you, you can get really, really um, tied up with mm-hmm. podcasts. Here we are on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, mean, I do a lot of windshield time. I drive a lot going from appointment to appointment. So mm-hmm. I always had a podcast on. And, and I, I thought, you know what? No, I need to have quiet time. Mm -hmm. And driving actually is a good quiet time for me, because if you don't have that white space where nothing is coming into your brain, you have time to think. You have time to create. Mm. Without that quietness, without that stillness, then you you can't be, you can't create, you can't make a plan because it's always somebody else's plan, somebody Mm. else's thoughts. Yeah. Um, the other thing I do, I just wait to turn the TV on. When I come in the house, I, I don't do that. Um, I enjoy taking walks to, to just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, the other crazy thing that I do to quiet my brain is I love to do laundry. Oh. <laughs> laundry is my most fun thing to do. <laughs> So, so in my life, laundry is the never ending story. I have determined that that laundry is never done unless you are doing your laundry without any clothes on. (laughs) There's going to be dirty clothes. I just want that basket to be empty. Empty. Okay. And you see it all the way through. Is that part, you know? Yeah. I'm good at that. I don't know why, but I'm really, really good at once the dryer, I mean, I am there because I hate to iron and yeah. I'm not going to wear wrinkledy clothes. Yeah. So I'm there to take those clothes out immediately. Yeah. And I'm very possessive of my laundry duties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that it is not a burden 
you, no, you find not. it like the quieting and the rhythm of, of actually like folding, putting away, hanging up, all that kind of stuff is, is good for your soul. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a ministry here for <laughs> helping people understand the benefit of doing laundry. <laughs> hey, you get a lot of stuff done in the washing machine does the work. That's right. And the dryer does the work. That's right. My only work is to hang up and put away. So you, you don't, I mean, this is, this is a good practice. You don't do laundry by putting a load in, going away, coming back to the house hours later, and then you're, you're doing laundry. Yeah. Not usually. And sometimes I do it in the evening, you know, but um, mostly in the late afternoon, like after I finish my work, then, then I, I get, maybe I get home at three and, and that's my deal. So, you know, when we're ready to sit down and have dinner or whatever, then by six o'clock, it's all done. There's just two of us. It's not right. like we have a bunch of kids. So, right. Right. You know, it's different, different season of life than those that have little ones under feet and all that kind of stuff. But the intentionality of it and what it does for you, as far as the the rhythm and the peacefulness and that that's important as important to pay attention to. And at the same time that paying attention to things like you earlier, were talking about handing off your, your uh, group at work to another person. And that that was a challenge. I was going to ask you, you know, in the letting go, what, what is, um, how, how do you practice that to, to be able to, really let go of some of the things that have been responsibilities or things that have held you back from getting to do, you know, more ministry and things like that. I, um, I feel like that I was kind of blinded by people needing me. And so you know, that people pleasing mm-hmm. and, okay. oh, they need me. I'm, I'm all that in a bag of chips you know, <laughs> yes. to everybody, you know? And I think that coming to the realization that, that that is really not productive for me mm-hmm. and certainly not for my relationships. So it kind of all goes back to looking, taking inventory of my relationships, of my life spiritually, Mm. of my closest relationships. Um, I have started meditating as on scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love that abide app. It's two minutes, two minutes. And there's always a scripture there that that gets me started thinking. Mm. I've, I've worked hard. I've done, I've heard other podcasts about, about set the timer on your phone, Mm. start for one minute, just not just, just thinking about breathing. That's it. And for me, my meditation is that I ask God, I just take deep breaths And I just say, clarity, trust, obedience. Mm. That's what I'm seeking from the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Clarity on giving giving up what I need to give up mm-hmm. and trust that it'll be okay to give that up and that in and, and that um and then I want to be obedient yeah. to however when he tells me, okay, here's the clarity that you're asking for. Now you've got to trust me mm-hmm. and obey. And um that that that's where I am right now yeah. is seeking God in that in that clarity, trust, and obedience. I love that you have gotten that much clarity that these are the words to focus in and to ask the Lord as you sit in quiet and you listen to a passage of scripture that this is what is stirring in you because i we've we've talked a lot offline about knowing that god has us here for a purpose and to invest in, in other people and to help them grow in their relationship with him and you know all those things you and i share that heart and yet unless we are trusting God and then obey what we hear and know. It's just a good feeling that we have that we want to do this. So back to your intentionality, right? And taking the inventory. So listening, taking that intentional inventory, making white space. My goodness, Kathy, this is just amazing that the very practical tools that you're sharing with us today. I love it. The the other thing that I just am really passionate about is we practice this letting go of, of you know, busyness or, um, you know, hard feelings or whatever it might be that God's telling us that this is an area, right? Then we're invited by Jesus to to lean in. And I just wonder if you have a sense of where that invitation comes, um, you know, when when that happens. Have you um, had a greater sense of that, I guess? I'll just land the plane on that. (laughs) I believe, you know, God God brings people into your life Mm. to in even events into your life, books, the whole thing to, to, he, he knows us, he knows sometimes we could be a little hard headed. <laughs> uh, you're not listening. We, we went to an event that our company put on and it was the art of significance. Mm. So what I'm hearing, you know, I just keep getting these messages about your significant success leading to significance mm-hmm. and how you can how how you can um invest in other people whether it's spiritually whether it, it's with the success that you've had in the experience that you had right. and um or just walking alongside somebody that mm-hmm. that is that is struggling maybe in their marriage or just just making a go of how do we get back to normal what is normal yeah Yeah, but I I sense that that God is asking me to 
trust him even more than I ever have oh. in my ever in, in my life, because it's, it's a change. You know, you get into a rhythm of work, 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 work. Right. And then when it's time to not make that your number one focus of the day, then, then it takes some, but I, I feel like that, that God has sent me people to speak into me, mm-hmm. but more his word. Yeah. And you know how you've, maybe you read a verse and you, you know, that verse you, you've, you've maybe heard it a million times, right? But bam, it's, it's the, one of my favorite verses is Romans 12 2. Yeah. And it's the one that says, do not be conformed to this world, yeah. but let God change your mind. Yeah. And, yeah. and that let God where, you know, we want to strive, strive, strive and, and do it. You know, I'm good, God. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. You, you help those people that are struggling. Right. I, got this. I, I can handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for launching me out here. I'm good. Yeah. Boy, I know that place. And really in your favorite verse, come to me, all you who are weary, you know, and that's what he's saying. He's just saying, yeah. come back to me. That's right. Let God, let God handle this new, new phase in your life. That's right. Because it, it, you know, there's a perceived security in that mm. there's, and it's all, it's just a perception. So there's not really any security in anything here on earth, but just only our savior. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. where our security is. And I have to keep preaching that to myself. Amen, sister. And, and, you know, back to that word significance, I'm really recognizing that our significance is in him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so whether we're walking alongside someone who's going through a hard time or adjusting back to getting to normal or a struggle in their relationship or whatever, the significance that we have is because of him and his presence in us through right. to other people. And, and yeah, this is, this is a good word. Kathy, you are, you know, <laughs> you, you mentioned you didn't go to college, but I know lots of people that never went to college <laughs> and, and that is not the end all be all. And yet you have lived a life that has invested and continues to invest in other people and showing the love of Jesus and encouraging people, you know, you are the CEO, right? And, and you do, you just do that. And I love that you are looking for new ways that God is working in and through you, even in this season of life. And what a testimony for others to recognize, you know, as we continue to move toward the second half of life, retirement doesn't have to be just sitting in the boat on the lake. <laughs> doesn't mean you can't do that, but there might be some other things too. So yeah, don't, t- don't tell Joe that because <laughs> that's what he thinks it is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not true. We've always said we're not ever going to totally retire. Yeah. But you can, you can switch your focus. 
Absolutely. And, and recognize with that clarity and trust and obedience, you're going to know what each day needs to, how it needs to be spent and who you need to invest in and all of that, because God's going to give you that clarity and you're going to trust him. And I trust that you will obey. (laughs) Well, you can hold me accountable. How about that? Yeah, that's all. I'll give you permission. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we we need one another for that. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Well, my goodness, Kathy, again, I'm so grateful for this this bit of time that you have spoken so much wisdom and practically for others, not just, you know, go off and do this thing. This is, this is the real work of, of living out our faith and learning to, to let go of things and lean into Jesus. And so thank you again for, for being so generous with your time. And I will put in our show notes, how people can reach out to you in case they're in Texas and need to have a realtor, or if they're in your area and just want to get together with you for lunch, you know, (laughs) that would be, Hey, that would be fun. But honestly, I could help. We, we have contacts all over the U S if you're struggling to find somebody to help you find a home, then we have contacts that will with people all, all over the U.S., but more importantly, just I'd love, you know, my goal is to meet everyone in the world because <laughs> I don't want to miss somebody fun. <laughs> I love that. I want to meet it. everybody because, th- yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll, for all of you that have taken the time to listen, I know that you've enjoyed hearing Kathy's wisdom, and I'm grateful for you for being here with us today and, and enjoying this conversation with Kathy Hamilton, my friend. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. If you found any value here, please help others find us by going to Apple Podcasts to like, subscribe, and write a review. Or share this episode with a woman that you know who is on a transformational journey as well. Also, I have a newsletter that is associated with the podcast and you can sign up for that and receive your very own boundaries worksheet, which is an incredible help as you navigate transformation. And that is found at letgoleaninpodcast.com. You can click in there and receive that gift and then monthly receive the newsletter on transformation choices that you can continue to make. Again, I really appreciate you choosing to listen to these offerings, and I pray that they are helpful to you on your journey of transformation as you let go and lean in toward Jesus.